0: Hi, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. This will be a little bit of rambling fun. I'm going to talk about what music means to me. I'm right around my 200th podcast and right around the year anniversary that I started podcasting. So it just made sense because music is the catalyst for just about all of this, including everything in my life. At my earliest ages, I listened to the radio. My Both of my parents listened to a lot of music. Um, both were into uh, everything from Rod Stewart and Joe Cocker, Paul McCartney and Wings. I remember in the late 60s and early 70s, albums and eight tracks everywhere. Um, and I, I respected music. Kind of the way people respect vinyl now. I would take the albums of my father's collection out. I would blow the dust off them. I'd be very careful and put it on the turntable. And I would sit there and I would listen to the albums and I would read all the liner notes. Once once it got to the instrumental passages and I didn't have lyrics to read, I'd start reading. You know, who produced it? Who played bass? That kind of stuff and the liner notes and all that kind of stuff and who people usually thanked and things like that. And you do that for long enough, you start building up this knowledge base that I had no idea i was doing subconsciously it was just something i was interested in and as i got older and i had an uncle that was into talk radio and i listened to the radio a lot my parents bought me a cassette recorder one of the first ones this was in the early 70s early to mid 70s i remember i had a, a seals and crofts greatest hits it was from warner brothers records and it was on a black cassette um and most of the songs were like 71 72 73 on it um, I know my parents gave me some other ones later, but this was before I got an actual stereo system. I had a little turntable in my room, but my dad had the big vinyl, uh, you know, that big thing that was a piece of furniture, the, the cabinet. Um, but it was great. And we had a lot of parties at the house in the 70s. You know, I was obviously too young for that, but, you know, uh, that my parents were very musical into, into popular music, helped behoove them a lot in their social you know, situations. And that's where I got my love. It turns out, I found this out later in life, that my father, when he was in the Air Force in the early 60s, had a reel-to-reel recorder, tape recorder, that I still own this day. And it works. And I still have some of his reels and some of mine that when in high school and college, when I started playing with it and got into radio, I kept all that stuff. And I still have it in storage. So, My father would record uh, radio stations playing popular music, and then he would go in and edit out the commercials or the disc jockey talking or whatever and make these long tapes of music, kind of like what we all did with cassettes and mixtapes and things like that in the 90s, 80s and 90s. And that, again, knowing this as a young man, didn't have any impact on me at all. I didn't even think about it. But go looking back, I'm like, now I know why I am who I am. When I had that little cassette deck in the 70s, I would record music off the radio or off the my father's turntable. And then I would talk between the songs, and then I record the next song, like a disc jockey, you know. And then I would give these tapes to my parents and other people. And as I got older, I made mixtapes and gave those away. And then I eventually got into radio and played music for the masses. Go figure but the the brilliance of pulling out an album and reading those lyrics and liner notes the it was a i want to say a religious experience for me i I've gone to, I'm not a religious person, but I've gone to church just about every kind of church there is on the planet with girlfriends, with friends, with college buddies, that kind of thing. Uh, I I absorbed in my early life a lot that I could. And there are people that get a religious fervor about certain things, whether it be a sermon or a song or whatever. I have this when I sit down with an album sometimes. And those are the albums that stick with me for a long time. I feel like the the album was made for me. It fits me to a T. I'm in, you know. You know, there, it, it is an indescribable feeling when you connect with music. And once I became a musician and played with other people, I know why bands tour the world, even if they're not making a lot of money. Because, again, playing music with other humans and you're in sync together, it's like that feeling you have when you go to a concert or a sporting event and you're with thousands of other humans and you get that, that rush. Well, it's ten, a hundred times that when you're playing the music instead of experiencing the music. I'm telling you, it's... it's and. So once I I tried to play guitar in fifth grade, they didn't teach me right. And my parents thought it was a waste of time. And I I really got disappointed. And so in middle school, I wanted to take band. I wanted to do music because I, I, it's funny, in 1977, I had enough money that I was going to go out and buy an album. And I wanted the soundtrack to Star Wars. It was a double album set. It was kind of pricey for somebody who was 11 years old. And my parents said, you will never listen to this. Why are you buying this? And I'm like, I will listen to this. And so I did, and I did. There was something about John Williams' music that was so magical. It didn't just take me back to the movie, but you put on the original Star Wars soundtrack and listen to it, it takes you on a journey. It's not just music that plays in the background. It is It is a a, a tangible... Uh, listening experience that pulls you into it. It's written so well. It is so good and so well played and so well performed. So funny, I think somewhere in storage, I still have that original album. That was really, before that, my grandmother had been a member of all the, the RCA and the Columbia House Records and Tape Clubs. And she would buy country albums and buy enough that she would get the free coupons and she would give me the free coupons. And so the first albums I owned from record clubs were like Hotel California by the Eagles. Steve Miller Band, Book of Dreams, First Under the Wire by Little River Band. These were all 75, 76, and 77 albums, so that's about the time this was all happening at the same time. So when I got into middle school, um, I wanted to play drums because I thought that was cool and there were too many drummers. Everybody wanted to play drums, so my band director said pick something else or you're gonna have to, you know, pick another class. I said, Well, what's that in the gonna fly now and the Rocky theme? Uh, what what is that instrument? That's a trumpet. Okay, well I'll play trumpet. And it turns out I had a a, a thing for it. I can I can read the treble clef still to this day. I, I just took to it like like I do to swimming. I was a fish to water with the trumpet. I was quickly first chair, or second chair, it's funny. Uh, a girl I grew up with in middle school and high school, Tracy Troglin, not her name now. She and I switched first and second chair all through middle school and high school. It was pretty insane. By senior year, I was first chair and president of the band, so I guess I won. But anyway, music, but at, during all of this, what I'm, I'm learning, uh, this is adding to my love of music before I started playing an instrument, I'm still a rock guy. I mean, I listen to pop music and I've always loved pop music. And, and Casey Kasem's Top 40 was a religious experience every Sunday. I didn't go to church. I went to Casey's, you know, I put on Casey Kasem every Sunday and that's what you listened to in the 70s. And that that taught me about all the new music and I would always have the conversations with my fa- friends and family that I don't know why that song's that high and they would explain all the radio stations playing it. Funny that I would get into radio later. Um... But music has always been there for me. Um, I was somebody who collected music. When I didn't know much about it in the early days, I would buy an album because it was on sale or had a cool album cover. Maybe I liked the band. Later, I heard a couple songs on the radio and I wanted to find out if the band was any good. And back then, you could buy an album for five or 10 bucks, you know, five to eight bucks usually. And places like Turtles, which is a record chain in Atlanta, uh, you would get stamps, a stamp for every dollar you your purchase and you saved up enough stamps, you got a $5 off thing, so you could buy an $8.99 album for $4.99, you know, that kind of stuff, or $3.99. So I collected a lot of music, and I had this massive, well, a fairly good-sized album collection, and then I got into cassettes, and... The stereo system I had was one of those sound design, all-in-one, kind of music systems. It sounded pretty good in the basement, but the, like the cassette deck was really cheap. And I would make cassette copies of vinyl and stuff, and it would sound like hell. It was just easier to buy the cassette. I really hated that later when, A, the cassette cases got stolen out of my car, including the one that was autographed by Def Leppard when all the guys were still alive but also the fact that the the sound quality I should have bought everything on vinyl and just waited till I got a better cassette deck which I did in college I had a much better cassette deck and I made high quality takes on uh, tapes on chrome and gold and things like that um, but anyway it, the music no matter what I listen to it on takes me places always did I was a bit of an introvert as a young kid. I was the smart kid. I was the one that would build things in the quiet and then come up with this, boom or I could hang out with my parents' friends and carry on conversations. I was that kind of nerdy kid because kids were just too childish for me at the time. <laughs> I guess they still are. I don't know. Um, but music, whatever I was doing, music was on and as I got older and amassed a larger music collection, it got harder and harder to choose what to listen to. You know how some couples have a hard time deciding what to eat tonight or you have a hard time picking a movie? Imagine if you have a library of fifteen to 20,000 discs and you want to listen to something but you're not exactly sure what you want to listen to. Yeah, the choices are pretty much uh, endless between my iTunes and my CD collection. Uh, I have ripped my entire massive CD collection into a, a couple of, of external drives, so I access them that way most of the time, and keep the CDs in storage because they're ju- it's just a lot. You know, it's a lot of a lot of stuff. I've had a long radio career, and even before radio, I was buying records and tapes and albums, and. As a radio guy who I can pretty much pick up a phone or send an email and get a copy of almost anything I want, I will still buy albums. I will still buy a CD. Um, I haven't bought vinyl in a long time because, honestly, to my ears, um, I don't have the stereo that fully reproduces a vinyl album. And a high-resolution file or a nice, good CD digital copy sounds just as good on you know the systems I have right now. So when I want to go listen to music now, it's as easy as pulling up my iTunes and boom. But music, I could tell you a hundred stories. This podcast would go on for hours of the times. I'm in college. I don't know many people, but my roommate and I connected on music and we both love Dune and the Dune soundtrack by Toto. And we put that on and play hours of chess and have massive conversations about the world and, and the future and times in college where I was introduced to albums that I hadn't listened to the right way before, if we'll say. Um, putting a speaker on either side of your head and listening to the Prophet song by Queen from A Night at the Opera is a whole different experience when you're stoned or something like that. You know, it's it, it could be a religious experience. And Pink Floyd, Dogs, and, and the the whole Animals album became a favorite. Um, there are certain albums that for me... it. I was always that guy who said, "Yes, that popular album's great, but this—listen to this." I would always, you know, give my friends this. Th- I can develop this this ability to ask you a few questions about what you like and recommend things for you. It started with music, but now it's with movies and other things. Um, maybe I just i I don't have a brain that 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 sticks like hard knowledge of ancient wars and things like that but music and movies and some of that supposedly trivial information is not trivial in my head and sticks in there like big facts. And so... Even as a young man, I would, you know, somebody goes, well, I like Led Zeppelin and I like this. Oh, well, then you you need to check out this new ACDC album or this, you know, or I like metal and and well, Iron Maiden, you know. I would always find something that would fit whatever genre. And I did work at a Camelot Music for a while and was able to use that. People would come in and go, I really like this guy and I want to listen to something like that. But it was when I got into radio that it really, oh, now I think I know what all this in my head is for. When I first got into college radio, I worked at WVVS Valdosta at Valdosta State University, which was just a state college at the time. It was as far away from Atlanta as I could get because I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta and still stay within the state. It was four and a half hours away, pretty much, um, so I couldn't get a quick visit from the parents without them letting me know, <laughs> and I didn't want to kill my parents by, you know, t- picking a college on the other side of the planet. Most of the people from my high school went to the University of Georgia or Georgia Tech or Georgia State. They were all very close by to where I grew up in North Georgia, but. I picked Valdosta because one of my friends had gone to Governor's Honors the summer before and said, dude, if you're really into music and the radio, you could get on the college radio station the first or second quarter, where if you go to one of these big colleges up here, it's going to take you a year or two. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a that's a thought. And my inkling of an idea was I, I will use my radio knowledge and get into this MTV thing, which MTV was only a year or two old by the time I hit college, only two years old. Um, so it was a new thing, and VJs was looking like, uh, you know, that was a vibe. Uh, career opportunity. <laughs> but even during this time, as, as my nickname was Rockfile in the college uh, fraternity, Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia, because if you ask me a question about an album, I usually have the answer. It, 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 it was never weird to me, but it's always weird to other people. That How do you know who played bass on which Rolling Stones album? I don't know, because I listened to the album and I read the, the liner notes while I was listening to the album and that kind of locked it in. And I think that's part of it, that music music is wonderful to most people who love music because it connects them with a particular memory or time in their life a song will generate more than a smell sometimes of memories of recollections of feelings Uh, there is just so much more in our brains and our hearts connected to music than say food um although i love food and uh, yes taste can take me back but You listen to a certain song from high school. You listen to a certain song from college or from when you first got married or had your first child or whatever. That song will always take you back to that moment. Songs are time machines and albums even more so if you're that, you know, if, if albums are your cup of tea. There are people that are, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, that people that love singles. And I love a great written song. I use the quote all the time that Geddy Lee said, it's easier to write the 12-minute epic, the 12-minute prog epic, than it is to write the four-minute song that resonates that people clap their hands to and sing. And a well-written pop song, whether it's Beatles or Billie Eilish, is a well-written pop song. I I have nothing against that, but I'm primarily a rock guy, but in the fraternity, Phi Mu Alpha, we were all musicians. It's a, a professional men's music fraternity, but we had a house right across from the Delta Chi's. Yes, those guys. And we decked out this barn and always had the quirkiest playlist because we were all in a different kind of music. Uh, One guy is super into alternative and knew about the Chili Peppers and Oingo Boingo before anybody, you know, and, and I was listening to things like Prince and Stevie Wonder along with all the rock stuff I was into, whether it be Genesis or Triumph or Iron Maiden or Zeppelin or Pink Floyd or whatever. And the, the, the musical collage of all these minds getting together only help instill in me the the love of different kinds of music and and so again most of all my professional output has been focused towards rock because it's it, it's my forte I'm good at it it's what I do I like all music and I I almost wish I had well that that's a, I will not say that. I was going to say I almost wish I had played music for a living, and I don't. I, it is really hard to make a living with music. And as a trumpet player, I was a pretty good one, award-winning one, got trophies and stuff. But uh, as a trumpet player in the 80s, you were going to be in Doc Severinsen's band. You were going to be on one of those late-night show bands. You were going to play for Muzak. There just wasn't... I didn't have the... Gumption, the the chutzpah, the whatever, to create my own genre of trumpet rock or anything like that. So I can still play the trumpet. And as I get older, I'm going to get a trumpet. I'm going to play it. It would be good to build back up my armature and, and that kind of stuff. But this is a long podcast about the fact that music is the thread through my life that makes everything else possible. If I've had a bad day, I go through that massive music collection. I find something that makes the day better. If I've had a good day, I find something in that massive music collection that 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 enhances that day. And the biggest thing in life that just gives me purpose on the planet is when somebody says to me, wow, that song you posted or that album you gave me or that thing you played on the radio was the best thing I've heard in a long time. I absolutely love it, you made my day. There is not enough people doing that for other people in the world. I wish I could save lives or win big court cases against evil big pharma or whatever, but I'm a music guy and I'm sharing music and I hope that, you know, it gets to you that even if you're not a rock person, you find some music on my radio stations or things that I post and some of the other things. Guys, music (laughs) just... I can't imagine life without it. There's that famous Nietzsche quote. Um, That's a bit rough that music isn't worth living without, uh, you know, life isn't worth living without music or whatever. Um, I don't think quite that. If I were deaf, I'm sure I would find other things I love just as much. But music has always reached my soul, has enhanced my life, has made my days better, has made things, whether it, you know... Finding the right song when you meet the person you love. You know, it these are important things in my mind because the songs always connect me back with the time or the albums or the concerts or whatever. Music is just, when people say, what are you into? Music, movies, my dogs, scuba diving, you know, whatever. I come up with a list of other things, but music is, it's never anything else. I absolutely love movies. I do more podcast reviews than music reviews. Because, honestly, music is subjective. I found that, A, when I did a few music re- music reviews and put song clips in them, well, the record labels didn't really like that on YouTube or Facebook, but most of the other places they stayed. Podcast didn't take it out. But also, as I got into reviewing some of the albums, um, I can talk about why I like it personally, or why it fits on one of my radio stations, or why it may fit on another radio station. It's hard for me to, if I don't know what you like, it's hard for me to say you're going to like this album. I, I there, I'm friends with a lot of great music reviewers, and they do an incredible job of getting their opinions across while being I- incredibly well spoken and 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 get deep into the songwriting and things like that. For me, music is a much more uh, just a base experience. Uh, I hear a song, I like it, or I don't. Uh, that's how the love affair with a song or an album begins. Um, I just know whether I like something or not, and that's most people. But because I have a history and I can read music and I have a history of music, and now I have 35 years in the radio industry and 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 an entire life of loving music and, and owning music and, and just listening to it 24 hours a day and things like that, I, I have built up this I-can't-imagine-life this, this, in silence i can't imagine life without music and it's funny in the dating world when you when you try and meet somebody and you talk about the first things you like if music is not under the first few things they mention it's like it's not going to work for me because i i just i want to go there i can't tell you the number of times i've gone man isn't this a great song turn it up in the car all that and the song gets over and the other person looks over it and he goes yeah it's okay or you make a cd for somebody and they never listen to it you know that kind of thing but anyway Music has whether it be wanting to play an instrument, made me more popular with girls, uh, made my day, brought me out of a depression, uh, enhanced a party, whatever. Music has always been there for me. Music has always not been in the background. it's been in the foreground. It's something that I consider I, I people laugh at me people I have actually had people make fun of me recently. I have a hard time going to listen to cover bands because I will love the song so much and they will brutalize them so badly. I, I appreciate musicians that are trying to make music, but I also have a hard time with musicians who don't practice. <laughs> Sorry, but that's, you know. So anyway, um, because I know it takes practice to be good uh, in just about everything. And listening to music and talking on the radio, I've practiced a lot um, I really love music. So anyway, I was talking about why it's hard for me to review music. It is hard for me to be detailed about what you would or wouldn't like the music. I found that I was getting very technical about, well, the guitar parts were kind of boring or the drummer really wasn't there or, you know, uh, or it was overproduced. And I don't think that's what you or most people want in a music review. I, I you know. I can talk about, in my movie reviews, I have a little part where I talk about the video, audio and video quality, because I'm usually watching it on 4K or Blu-ray or whatever I saw in the theater, but I know that's not the experience for most people. They want to know whether I liked it or not. And so I like most albums I listen to if it's not trash. Um, I have a a wider tolerance. Like I can't sit down and just watch any TV show. Most of them bore me to tears because they're written to be slow and take their time and be kind of a dumbed down for a particular audience and... Music is art. And music is put out there usually in hour-long snippets because I listen to albums mostly. And so you get this roughly 45 to 80-minute snippet of this person's work of art. And I look at the artwork, even if it's a download, I read any lyrics I can find, I read up on it, I listen to the whole thing, a lot of times with headphones on. It's more than a professional experience. I know some of these guys do that professionally, but I want to get into the music. And because I do that for almost every album I get, just about everything that crosses my desk in the radio world I listen to all the way through, I know some... I mean, I'm on a few lists just because I have plans in the future, maybe to start some other stations. Like, say, I want to. I really want to do a real metal station. So I'm on some metal lists, but there's as a fan of the old school stuff like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and Metallica and things like that um, and I do like some modern bands like Scar Symmetry and and Opeth and, and a few others but you know some metal today doesn't really it's not in my wheelhouse and I plan to have a few other friends who are very much into these styles that I'm not into help with the metal station. And I, but so I get a lot of that stuff and I don't listen to those all the way through. If I listen to the first song or two and I can kind of go, okay, this is how the old album's going to be then. Yeah. But through listening to all of this and this I've run top 40 stations, I've run country stations. I have run R and B stations, you know, through getting all of this music past my desk I found gems in all of the genres and added them to my personal libraries. And so, if I'm going to get back into doing music reviews, but I'm going to do them a little differently. And I'm going to tell you what I like about them. And your mileage may vary, and I hope you like that. Because that's kind of how I was doing the movie reviews or how I've been doing. And, and I I don't know. I just couldn't wrap my brain around I was trying to do music reviews the way other music reviewers do it, and I don't want to do that. That's just not me. So, anyway... Music is the most important thing in my life. Uh, Health is obviously important and, and having a roof over your head and stuff like that. But of all of those things I can control that are optional in my life, music takes the number one position because it can do magic in my head and my heart. And it can do magic for other people. And music is magic. And that's just my opinion. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I hope you listen to some music tonight. Turn off the boob tube and listen to a great album you grew up with or you love. That It's such a time machine to go back. Just listen to music. Don't let it die. Don't let your love of music die. Check out all my... Uh, my my links below I'm sorry I I was getting all passionate on music and that's why I started the two radio stations if you go to rockfileradio.com there are two streaming rock stations free to listen to one is called hard rock but it's basically octane for adults I play a lot of current stuff without all the junk overproduced and screaming stuff and on the prog station I sift through all of the prog I get sent and I find the best stuff I you know I'm not a prog metal station but we do touch that I'm also not a, a vintage classic prog station but we do touch on a little you know both stations are kind of broadly in those terms of hard rock and prog rock but they are that and if you want to hear what's happening in 2020 in music they over 50 percent of the music played every day is brand spanking new and it's how people find music has always been radio so check out the radio stations i don't really talk on them there's a few ids that play there's no commercials or anything it's just music and because it's streaming music, you're going to see the artist and title come up, whether you're listening on your phone or your browser or in your car or whatever. And you will learn, just like we did as kids, that there is still music out there. And if I, I hear a new band I like, I can go out and I can find more. Google is a wonderful thing. I don't know why people still use Bing, but that's a whole other podcast. Anyway, I've talked long enough about music. Just love music. It loves you back. I'm Scott Hamilton. Thanks for listening.